0: It's the end of the week, and we're ready to talk to you. Are you ready to talk to us? We sure hope so. Hello, this is the show that's all about everything that goes on in the 16 southern states. This is the Y'all Show. Good to have you aboard. I'm John Rawl. Oh, yes, Mr. Y'all. Mr. Rawl is Mr. Y'all. And we're glad that you could join us here as we get this week wrapped up. And we've got more exciting things coming up next week here on the Y'all Show. In fact, let me just recap a little bit while I have a second of what all we've done here this week. We're rather proud of ourselves. We started it out on Monday with a interview with Southern entrepreneur Will Canterbury. He is the CEO of Gamesy's. That is a really, really neat pacifier that is available for your favorite college teams, and if your college team's not ready, it will be. As the staff of Gamesy is rolling out more and more of these cute little pacifiers that you can get with your favorite college mascot, and go to their website. It's online.com I think. And if I don't know exactly what it is, that, that's okay. Because later this hour, we're going to have a little section of that interview from Monday replayed as part of our in case y'all missed it I C Y M I. will canterbury of gamesies is coming on at the end of this hour okay now in addition to having will on this week we also of course on mondays talked to our taco photo storyteller jerry short he had a whole lot to say about the stimulus checks going out for the coronavirus On Tuesday's y'all show, we had a lot of sports talk courtesy of J.D. Byers. He is the voice of the University of South Alabama Jaguars. And J.D. was on to talk about the Jags as well as their brand new Hancock-Whitney Stadium that's being built on the Mobile campus and available for the 2020 season. A beautiful 25,000-seat stadium. A lot of conversation with J.D. about that. Plus, we talked Sunbelt Conference with J.D. All that on our Tuesday show Of course, I'm telling y'all this because you can go back and listen to any of our past y'all shows at y'all.com and find the y'all show little tab there at the top of the website and you'll be able to see where you can click on any of our past episodes and and give them a listen. Plus, we're on those streaming apps, iHeartRadio, TuneIn app, and Apple Podcasts. We also had our barbecue barrister, Matt Heerman's on on Tuesday's show where we talked potato salad, Creole seasoning and great restaurants in charleston south carolina all that was on our tuesday show when we went to wednesday this week and i'm sorry we're kind of doing a review of the week if you missed it you've missed out if you mi- did not miss it hey i'm just reminding you of all the fun we had this week on wednesday of this week we had lisa sutton she is the daughter of rose garden singer lynn anderson we lost lynn anderson back in 2015 but lisa came on to promote a bunch of new projects featuring lynn anderson some new digital downloads of her past albums that are available they've got a really new hot pink vinyl edition of the rose garden album of lynn anderson's that's about to come out and we talked about it all on wednesday's y'all show go back in the archives and find that wednesday we also had precious harris with her nashville music line and that was fun and then we came to thursday this week and we kicked off the very first y'all.com spring swing tour in Crystal River, Florida. Had great conversations with Discover Crystal River director John Pritcher. We also spoke to the GM over at the plantation on Crystal River. That was Michael Mankey. Had a fantastic conversation about his website and more. Plantation on Crystal River.com is that website. And you talk about a property that's got just about everything there in Crystal River. It's Plantation on Crystal River. And then if that's not enough adventure for you, we also, as part of our spring swing tour of Crystal River, we went over and spoke with Hunter Springs Kayaks owner Dave Perry and had a fantastic a fantastic chat with Dave about what his company offers there for fun in Crystal River, Florida. All that is part of our spring swing tour. We're going to add more stops on the tour. All this is a virtual swing of the south, giving you a good idea of where you can go perhaps when the green light goes off and you can get out and about in the south crystal river florida ought to be one of your stops and we're going to hopefully have at least one if not two stops on our spring swing tour coming up next week on the y'all show so that's a little rewind of what all's been going on here this week and we appreciate you appreciate you tuning in listening and being a part of the show that's all about the south now coming up today as we wrap up this week in addition to having will canterbury a little encore and icymi later this hour before we get to will in the next segment we're going to take a quick look at some college sports news in fact a lot of college basketball news, some changes of personnel, some changes on the coaching side, a legend in women's college basketball stepping aside, and they've already named her successor at Notre Dame, and that successor comes to Notre Dame via the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll have info on that in our college sports section coming up in the next segment and then as we get to hour two today it's the friday free for y'all as we always do traditionally we get the weekend going with david lee murphy's party crowd and then we're going to go to a public service address or announcement and that's going to be via big and rich have you heard their new song that's very very fitting for what's going on right now they cut a song called Stay Home, and we're going to hear Big and Rich's song about staying home because of the coronavirus, but also we found an interview they just did with TMZ's Harvey Levin, and we're going to talk to, or let you hear Harvey Levin, his, his discussion with Big Kenny and John Rich, and, and learn more about why they recorded Stay Home a PSA from Big and Rich. That's going to be in hour two. Then we'll have hashtag Hullabaloo. Plus, we'll tell you a few things going on professional-wise, getting you ready for the weekend. Now, that is what we call a complete show. We are your buffet of bounty of all things Southern. Looking at the headlines here of today's y'all show, sadly, at least six people have died in storms in the states of Oklahoma, Texas, and Louisiana, as severe weather came through the south on Wednesday night into Thursday, and again people killed in all of those states. More than a hundred thousand customers from Texas to Mississippi were without power on Thursday as these severe weather storms moved through tornado warnings in South Mississippi and South Alabama with a lot of trees and power lines down in those states. And we know now a Louisiana man found dead after a witness saw him try to retrieve a trash can from water near a drainage ditch. He lost his footing and was swept away by floodwaters. That in Louisiana. Also in Louisiana, a woman was killed on a bridge there in Woodworth, Louisiana, 15 miles south of Alexandria, and that happened because of the severe weather, according to the Repetious Parish Sheriff's Office. At least three people were killed when a, parent, a tornado apparently touched down in southeast Texas on Wednesday, and that was near Onalaska. That's 75 miles north of Houston. And the storm also caused severe damage to homes and structures in Seven Oaks, Texas, and again in Oklahoma as well. Just a bad outbreak Wednesday into Thursday and at least six people now dead as these storms hit those southern states of Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, and then causing damage in Mississippi and Alabama and perhaps even in your neighborhood on Thursday. Coronavirus news. 26 million people have now sought jobless aid since the virus started back in March. Roughly. That many people have now filed for jobless aid in the five weeks since the outbreak began, forcing millions of employers to close their doors. About one in six American workers have now lost their jobs since mid-March, by far the worst string of layoffs on record. Economists have forecast that the unemployment rate for April gosh, could go as high as 20%. Now, this big loss of jobs has plunged the U.S. economy into the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression of the 1930s. Some economists say the nation's output could shrink by twice the amount that it did during the Great Recession, which ended back in 2009. So a complete reversal of the good fortune we've seen in our country up until this thing started back in March. Now, we know that some of our states are trying to get back going. We know that on today in Georgia, for example, gyms, hair salons, and bowling alleys are allowed to open. That is the order from Brian Kemp, governor of the state of Georgia. So we're likely to see Tennessee offer that same kind of option, as well as Mississippi, I think, is going to start easing some of the restrictions there But Alabama, we told you on the Thursday show that Kay Ivey's already said that she's going to extend the stay at home and shutting down things for at least a couple more days, if not all the way till May, as our southern states all are making those big decisions right now. But yeah, right now with the loss of jobs, 26 million people now, not homeless, jobless, but they might be homeless, unfortunately, if the trend continues as we are in a time that we've never seen in our lifetimes likely 120 positive cases of the coronavirus at another meat plant this time in middle tennessee at a tyson plant there as we've already seen an outbreak of the coronavirus at meat plants in south dakota and that evidently is going to cause a reduction in the national meat supply if it hasn't hit already it will be but sure enough, in Davidson County, they there where Nashville is, there's a plant in Goodlettsville that's owned by Tyson Foods, and there they handle beef and pork products, not chicken at that particular Goodlettsville plant. And most patients with COVID-19 have had a mild respiratory illness, including fever, cough, and shortness of breath. The Tennessee Department of Health strongly encourages people to wash their hands, often with soap and water, and to not touch your eyes, nose, or mouth with unwashed hands. You would think that at a meat processing plant for whatever reason we've seen this happen more than once now that they would already be wearing a mask and gloves and and you might have a handful of cases of positive COVID-19 but here we have another plant this coming from Nashville the Nashville area Goodlettsville and a Tyson meat plant with that many positive cases of coronavirus 120 that's what we know of and something tells me it probably is a lot more and we're likely going to see that tyson meat plant shut down now do you know what's in goodlettsville tennessee that's also in the southern business sphere it would be dollar general and something tells me there's probably a reason tyson has that plant there in gville it could be because of dollar general so that may directly impact your meat choices when you go back to the dg real soon and i I hate that because the one thing dollar general offers is a lot of locations throughout the southeast and if we start seeing the loss of meat it could lead to other shrinkages of products we desperately need to keep us fed and i got a friend of mine who called me the other day telling me he went to his local grocery store and A lot of things were out the supply chain is messed up and i'm not trying to put fear in people but if that happens and we continue to have products that are shut down like in this case a meat plant because of positive cases at the factory yeah we're going to have a real problem we're going to essentially maybe have to yeah look in our pantry and find what we can find here for the next couple of months i hope that doesn't happen but it's very looking very possible at this point Now, one thing that has been missing since this pandemic began is toilet paper, and a Florida toilet paper manufacturer is now working overtime to meet consumer demand. That's good news there out of Miami Gardens, as the South Florida Tissue Paper Company is putting on the extra effort. The company typically makes 120,000 rolls of toilet paper a day, but since the pandemic began, the number has steadily increased to at least 30 truckloads of tp coming out of miami gardens every day workers say hoarders and price gougers have made it harder for everyday people to find what they need the vice president of the south florida tissue paper company says it's important to only buy what's necessary adding that a 500 sheet roll can last you anywhere from two to three weeks depending on the person are you a (laughs) a 500 sheet roll every two to three weeks kind of person or are you a little bit less or more That's really important knowledge we need to know. But, yes, there's also a TP manufacturer in Alabama that's been working extra hard to get the toilet paper out there. And so, hopefully, TP is going to be back on the shelves, if not there already, real soon. We kind of need it. We kind of need it. Although, you probably have seen, perhaps, on Facebook, some of the memes that are going around out there. And maybe even Jeff Foxworthy, I saw him share this. And it's like a, uh, a southern bidet, and it's essentially a chair with a hole in it with a garden hose stuck underneath it. So if you got to use a southern bidet to get us through this, if you run out of toilet paper, I guess that could work. Now, one thing that's supposed to be going on right now is the taking of the 2020 census. As the Census Bureau is undertaking this once-in-a-decade count on the U.S. population, Unfortunately, a lot of our southern states are reporting that fewer than half of households have participated, and it's a trend that can be seen, in again, throughout the south, especially the deep south, and it could have big consequences here. As if you don't fill the census out properly and send it in, guess what? Your state could end up losing congressional seats after the twenty twenty census wraps up. The census also determines how much federal funding gets that goes to for certain programs, and of course the most certain the most certainly the most important thing a state can do is to increase that numbers to make sure every person living there in that home is counted. So far, of American households have responded to the census, but in the South, the numbers are very low compared to that 51, around 49% in some of our southern states. So if you get that census and you need to respond, I'm looking at the census response rate, a map of the country as of April 21st, and the only southern states that have a pretty good return rate are Kentucky Virginia and Maryland and Missouri everybody else it's pretty low in fact the states that have the lowest return of the census are Texas and Oklahoma and South Carolina and Louisiana meanwhile Mississippi Alabama Georgia and Florida they're not doing so well too i should mention Tennessee has also done better than average in terms of responding to the census of 2020 so do your part Minnesota gets the award for the state that has had the greatest amount of census returns thus far. Remember, you can do all of this online. That's how I did mine. So this report is not trying to embarrass me. I got my little thing in the mail like I'm sure you did. And within hours, I'm bragging here. I got to be a star student. (laughs) I not only filled it out, but I did it on my computer and turned it in. I assume it's going to work hopefully there's not a little snafu but yeah i filled it out and it only took about three minutes if you've got kids that you're claiming as dependents it takes a little bit longer but if you're just a a lone wolf or you have a pretty simple family structure it shouldn't take you more than five minutes to fill this darn thing out and do your patriotic duty now to some business news the state of texas is considering cutting its oil production as the price drops below get this a dollar or rather a zero dollars a barrel the texas railroad commission is set to meet this week as they're considering this restriction on producers and if so it'd be the first time in nearly 50 years demand for oil has plummeted in recent weeks while hundreds of millions of americans are staying at home during this coronavirus pandemic now remember oil prices were already kind of low before coronavirus popped up in march and so that had something to do it remember saudi arabia and russia were going back at or it wasn't saudi arabia it was opec and russia were cutting deals or doing all kind of oil related maneuvers and now that the people in america and throughout the world are staying home then we really are inundated with oil therefore the production is likely going to get cut this week on Monday, it was a low point in the history of the oil industry in this country as a barrel of Texas crude by at least one major measuring stick fell to worth less than nothing. Zero dollars a barrel of oil. Can you believe that? How would you like to go to your local gas station and pump gas for zero dollars? Now, that would be historic. I don't think we're going to quite get there. But we live in a time that we've not seen in many ways ever in the history of this country well history being made in the birmingham area and this is not exactly the best history for some some of you out there especially the animal rights people are probably applauding this decision by the birmingham race course they're going to end for the first time live greyhound racing if you know where this race course is it's uh northeast of downtown birmingham it's in the trustful area and yes, this race course, they discontinuing the sport of Greyhound racing and will then now instead rely on simulcasting when it eventually reopens after the pandemic. The decision made by the executives there at the Birmingham Racing Commission said this was made. And in res- evidently, the recent months and years of live Greyhound racing in Birmingham, the attendance was embarrassingly low with most of the track revenue coming from simulcasting to other tracks. So at least in Birmingham, no more dog track racing there. Now, there used to be a track, I think, in West Alabama. I don't know if that still exists. There might be one in South Alabama. I'm not up on my Greyhound Racing in the heart of Dixie. Of course, we know that there's still Greyhound Racing that takes place in West Memphis, Arkansas, and maybe in other places of the natural state. And then, this, and then, of course, in Florida, you've got all kind of racing that happens there. But again, the Birmingham race course is ending live Greyhound racing. You might have missed this headline this week. The Supreme Court decided that the rule that you can acquit or you can convict a person without a unanimous jury. They overturned that there were two U.S. states that had this non-unanimity law in place, Oregon and our own Louisiana. And now, according to the U.S. Supreme Court, unanimous jury verdicts are required in state prosecutions. And this was a big decision that came down on Monday as Justice Neil Gorsuch was joined to varying extents by Judge Ginsburg, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Brett Kavanaugh. As Justice Thomas concurred in the judgment, the dissenters were Justice Alito. Judge Roberts and Alina Kagan, they were, again, going against the decision of the majority of the court. But uh, if you don't know how Louisiana is set up, well, first of all, they have a really different thing there in Louisiana. It is a Napoleonic law that's in place. So a lot of things in Louisiana legally are different than any other state in the country. And one of those things was in state cases. That you didn't have to have a unanimous jury to find someone guilty. I, I don't know the exact ratio, but I think you could have two to three people say that they were innocent. And if you had roughly 10 people that said they were guilty, the decision would go down that they were guilty. But now the U.S. Supreme Court ruling in a dispute that fixes what criminal justice advocates had long assailed as an injustice in allowing split verdicts. This no more in our country as a result of this week's supreme court decision see here on the y'all show we get into the legalese and a lot more with the pandemic going on and right now we're about a month away from most of our high school kids getting ready to graduate and go on to their next step of their lives how about this story coming to us from the natural state the hot Springs school district is encouraging the local community to, to adopt a senior That is a noble thing right there in Hot Springs. Since the 2020 graduation won't be the same with the pandemic, you can now adopt a senior. And the school district is asking for people in the Hot Springs community to sign up to send a celebratory graduation package. Some items to include are gift cards, snack foods, college prep items, laundry supplies and school supplies. I wonder if you can send them some money. I'm sure the high school seniors would not object to that. These congratulatory packages will be placed in the yard with specially ordered senior signage in hot springs arkansas the effort is an organized initiative to ensure that every single hot springs school district senior receives this graduation gift package in addition to specially ordered senior signage to be placed in their yards by administrators during the week of may 11th so if you want to help out you live in the hot springs area call up your local district office. And find out how you can do it. And I'm telling you this story here today because wouldn't that be a nice thing for every school district throughout the South to do here? Adopt a senior, whether you know them or not. A fun thing to do here. The pandemic has led to the cancellation of what we know of as the Tupelo Elvis Festival in Tupelo, Mississippi. And now they're going to try to make the most of it. They're going to do a virtual Tupelo Elvis Festival here in 2020 as the annual fest that honors Tupelo-born Elvis. It features performances from musicians, gospel groups, and includes a competition to qualify for the ultimate Elvis tribute contest that ultimately is held in Memphis. Organizers are offering refunds for those who do not want to attend a virtual festival, but sure enough, you can go see these virtual events during the pandemic, and that is a way to keep up with the king of rock and roll elvis presley and i don't have the exact date of when this year's festival typically it is in the month of june early june is when the tupelo elvis festival is held there in northeast mississippi in fact going back in the archives of yours truly at one point i was invited to come to tupelo and judge as part of the tupelo elvis festival a roller a a boxcar derby that's what it was a boxcar derby and i got to judge that and the theme each boxcar was based on an elvis movie and people got a movie that they would deck up their car and paint it up in a certain theme and i think i'm not i'm not i'm not a guy who's all that familiar with all the elvis movies but one of his movies had something to do with a y I don't think it was Aloha from Hawaii. That was the concert. But one of those movies, an Hawaii movie, and that was the card that I think won when yours truly got the judge there at the TEP, the Tupelo Elvis Festival. Now to Louisiana, and a man there in Avoyles Parish allegedly set fire to a shed out of anger. Why would he do such a thing? Because he hadn't received his coronavirus stimulus check. Yes, 51-year-old Marvin Smith Jr. of Hamburg, Louisiana, arrested following an investigation from the Louisiana State Fire Marshal's Office and arrested after deputies say he set fire to his mother's shed out of anger for not receiving his COVID-19 stimulus check. As authorities there in Moroville, they responded to a fire at the 800 block of Old Highway 1 in the of Oils Parish area. And after assessing the scene, That's when deputies determined that the fire was intentionally set and learned that Smith had allegedly gotten into an argument with his mother about the status of his stimulus check moments before the fire. So a knucklehead in the Pelican State there burning down a shed because he didn't get his stimulus check. Something tells me there that that stimulus check is headed your way, fella. That's one thing that the government's not being too picky about. I think everybody's getting one if you're a knucklehead or not. People like Marvin Smith Jr., Hamburg, Louisiana, you're going to get the check. It just might not have got there quite yet. What are you going to do with it? You you need it that bad, I guess so. And lastly, another knucklehead, a Florida man put a COVID-19 warning sign on his door to avoid arrest. <laughs> 28-year-old Joshua Price arrested in the middle of the month by officers who discovered a handwritten sign written in blue ink that read, COVID-19 infected since April 8, 20." Police said they wore full protective gear when taking him into custody, and it looks like it was all a fake, as he tried to deter authorities by placing this makeshift sign on his door that claimed he was infected with the virus, as the Putnam County Florida Sheriff's Office wrote on Facebook, placing a fake COVID-19 sign on your door will not stop us from kicking it in when you have felony warrants for your arrest and an investigation into the suspect discovered the sign was created by price so he could again potentially avoid arrest he'd been wanted on several arrest warrants taken into custody for fleeing and eluding law enforcement and violating his probation and also there was no indication that he'd been exposed to the virus he did a nice job though sticking it on the door of his house or apartment he might have even been riding around that portion of florida with it on the side of his vehicle too but he will not be able to fool anybody right now, and it's a shame that people are putting those kind of things out there, scaring people, and they're all fake. But this guy will be enjoying his time in the local jail there in the Sunshine State. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to switch over from news headlines to sports headlines. We've got a lot of college basketball stories that we'll pass along to you. All that as the Y'all Show keeps on a-truckin'.
2: It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not.
4: You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linacletide is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com. Sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood.
0: what's the good word georgia tech yellow jacket fans we're back here on the y'all show and it's our college sports spotlight as we wrap up another week of the show and to atlanta we go here in this college sports spotlight and tech has landed a pair of men's basketball transfers as the jackets announced the signing of six foot eleven rodney howard and six foot three guard kyle Stardivant. Both previously revealed their plans to transfer. Both played high school ball in Metro Atlanta. Now, Howard, he got into 24 games with two starts for the Georgia Bulldogs. He averaged only a 1.3 points a game and a 1.5 rebounds a game, but he bolsters a very thin front line for Josh Pastner there at Georgia Tech. Now, Sturdivant spent his freshman season at the Southern Cal Trojans where he was limited in his minutes in 21 games and did not play after February 8th, after the death of his father. But these guys, again, both from the Atlanta area, go to Georgia Tech now. Both players plan to enroll this summer and will have three seasons remaining with granted eligibility. While transfers have been required to sit out one season, the pair could be eligible immediately if the NCAA approves legislation next month that would allow first-time transfers to play a, right away and i've got more on that in a second now more basketball news from the peach state the georgia bulldogs have fired or not have hired they've they've hired not fired they've hired former university of illinois chicago coach steve mclean and the flames coach coming to athens re- reuniting with tom crean and he's going to be an assistant for the georgia men's basketball program and McLean worked for Crean at Indiana from 2010 back to 2015 and then left to go be the UIC head coach. McLean was fired at UIC back in March after going 76 and 93 in five seasons, but a guy with head coaching experience now on the bench alongside Tom Crean at the Georgia Bulldogs there, Stegman ought to be a rocking for georgia basketball here in the new year to the women's college ball college basketball ranks and a legend is stepping down as the head coach of the notre dame fighting irish muffet mcgraw announcing that she's leaving after 33 years for she coached the irish here recently to a national championship as she said she's grateful to have worked with the best assistant coaches in the business and she says she was blessed to coach so many phenomenal women to the best fans in the country. It was my honor and privilege to play for you. The 64-year-old coach, her replacement is already announced as Neil Ivey, who was an assistant at Notre Dame and also a player, spent 17 seasons at Notre Dame as a player and coach. And she left to go be an assistant coach for the Memphis Grizzlies of the NBA. And she's already been picked to be the new head coach of the notre dame women's program now muffet mcgraw went 848 and 252 at notre dame and led the school to national championships twice in 2001 and in 2018 the fighting irish won 67 ncaa tournament games and have made 24 consecutive ncaa tournament appearances under mcgraw now remember mcgraw was in the news last year the year that her team lost the national championship game to the baylor bears because there was some controversy about men coaches and more and she announced that she would never hire another male assistant coach in her program and she lost that national championship game to baylor and the baylor bears had at least one men men man men whatever you want to call them what are we i don't know what we are uh on the on the sideline there with the baylor program so i kind of got a little chuckled that she did lose that national championship game but she's stepping aside after a long time in south bend and coaching in the acc there muffet mcgraw more news from the college ranks as i said we've got this coronavirus that's impacting transfers and more and a d1 baseball report that's the college baseball authority in my opinion kendall rogers says that the ncaa division one council is going to discuss the implementation of a one-time transfer rule and that's going to take place today the council will not vote on it but a vote is expected to take place on this may 20th and if this measure is passed is expected it is expected to pass and if it does it would immediately apply. So a one-time transfer waiver in essentially in college sports. And what that means is if somebody wants to transfer, they can do it immediately with no repercussions, meaning they won't have to sit out. You might have a unbelievable amount of transfers here in the next couple of weeks in college sports. We're already seeing it on the graduate side, but in all sports, you might see a unbelievable amount of Of transferring going on. And right now, because of that, there's questions about if we're even going to have a college football season. Well, going to the Pac 12, the president of the University of Arizona, Robert Robbins, said that he does not anticipate that the University of Arizona Wildcats will be playing football this fall, even though the university plans to bring students and faculty back to campus for face to face instruction during the fall semester. While being interviewed on a radio station in Tucson, The president said he is worried about intercollegiate sports getting back to normal after the pandemic. And he says, again, this is only one president out of the the Pac-12, Dr. Robert Robbins of the University of Arizona, Bear Down. No football, according to him, for his program. If he had anything to say, of course, the Pac-12 is going to have a lot to say about it, and so is the NCAA. As we mentioned, we've got the potential of a lot of transfers forthcoming if these ncaa rules go into effect well we've already seen a lot of transfers and because of the pandemic and because that we're shut down with sports right now some of you may not remember who all's transferred into your favorite program who all might have left your favorite program so just to give you a quick kind of glimpse at some of all the transfers taking place here in college football for 2020 the georgia bulldogs have a quarterback in from wake forest jamie newman And he's a guy that did play a good bit for the Demon Deacons and did quite well. Now, also, you've got D. Eric King of the Miami Hurricanes as he was a quarterback at Houston and ended up transferring to Manny Diaz and the Miami Hurricanes as he hopes to maybe find his way into the starting lineup there for the Canes. Former South Carolina Gamecock quarterback Jake Bentley, who did pretty good until he had that bad injury in that opening game against North Carolina in Charlotte last year. He's now transferred out of Columbia all the way to Salt Lake City. He'll be a quarterback on the Utah Utes roster here in 2020. That's going to be really strange to see that. And don't forget, Mississippi State's got KJ Costello coming in, and he was a player in the Pac-12 at Stanford in the past, so a Stanford signal caller mississippi state bound here felipe franks of the arkansas razorbacks he of course played at the university of florida before transferring to the arkansas razorbacks chase bryce he's going to be playing for the duke blue devils he was on the clemson roster as a third stringer there for Dabo sweeney and now he'll be in the acc at the duke blue devils so that's just a few of the college football transfers that we already know about heading into 2020 and as i said A whole lot more to come. After the break, stay with us. We're going to wrap up this hour with a quick ICYMI. We're going to go back to our Monday conversation with Will Canterbury, the owner and the co-founder of Gamesy's. And you will know a lot about this Middle Tennessee company.
1: It's coming up next here on The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (gasps)
2: Do you have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keeps coming back? Take the five-question gut check to see if it could be more than occasional constipation. It could be irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linacletide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess is not a laxative. It works differently. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements
4: individual results may vary do not give to children less than six and it should not be given to children six to less than 18 it may harm them do not take lens s if you have a bowel blockage get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain especially with bloody or black stools the most common side effect is diarrhea sometimes severe if it's severe stop taking lens s and call your doctor right away other side effects include gas stomach area pain and swelling
2: talk to your doctor about whether Linzess is right for you. Go to linzess.com to take the five-question gut check. That's l-i-n-z-e-s-s.com or call 1-800-LINZESS.
0: Final segment of this first hour of talking about the South. This is y'all. And on Monday of this week, we had our Southern Business Report, and we welcomed in a new entrepreneur to the program. Gamesy's is a brand new company, and they do amazing work with plush figures. But these plush figures are not just little dolls for kids. They are pacifiers. And what makes Gamesy's really unique is the fact that their pacifiers are the only collegiately licensed Pacifiers out there, so you can find really neat mascots that are in about a four to five inch tall pacifier for your kid to enjoy. They've got them for Bully of Mississippi State. They got Big Red of Arkansas. They've got reveille for Texas A and M, and they've got a lot more already, and they've got a lot more coming. And Will Canterbury, as part of our Southern Business Report Spotlight, talks about his great company. Right here on The Y'all Show.
5: It all revolves around my baby girl. Uh, I've got a 20 month old baby girl, and uh, my entire house is is a a football and sports uh, family. And uh, even my wife can tell you what a 3 4 defense is. So it's, uh, I don't have to argue on on football game day, but uh, uh, we were watching uh, bowl games. I believe it was a a Georgia Bulldogs game about, uh, well, it was 2018. And, uh, uh, my baby girl was sitting there with her plush stuffed animal with a pacifier. It was like a giraffe or a, a bear or something. And uh, just had the thoughts. And I was like, well, I wonder if uh, surely they make a Georgia Bulldog one of these. Got to searching on Google. No Georgia Bulldog. No Tennessee. No Alabama. And about that time, the light bulb went off that nobody had done this. And uh, so I started then and uh, and started putting everything together and uh, starting the. You know, i didn't have a clue as far i've never been in the toy business and uh didn't know really where to start and just trying to started doing my research and uh all the way up to now i mean we've had to go through licensing which is uh is quite an endeavor in itself and uh but everything goes back to my baby girl this she is she is the inspiration behind all of it
0: well you better give baby girl a little shout out what's her
5: name uh, my baby girl's name is Lennon.
0: Okay. Well, Lennon, uh, Lennon, GXA you created has a monster her on
5: Instagram. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah, my uh, she actually has her own little Instagram page called uh, Coach Lennon, oh. and uh, even has Jake Fromm, the quarterback of Georgia, that follows her on that.
0: Quarterback of Georgia, soon to be maybe with an nfl team we're talking with will canterbury here on today's y'all show it's our southern business report and will is the president and co-founder of gamesies which makes these adorable little plush toys but they're more than just that they have so many uses and one of the great things about these is they have gone through all the steps to be healthy and and they are very dish i guess you could wash them rather easily if your if your little one gets it really dirty and Will, I want to ask you also if, if people aren't quite familiar with what we're talking about today, there are other products out on the market similar to Gamesy's. They would be what would be that, that aren't college uh, college products. There, there was it Wubbinub or something like that.
5: The the closest product to us is is probably the Wubbinub. Uh, most everybody knows that brand name now. Okay. And uh, there's some other one. I think Pottery Barn Kids makes some, and I think there's a company called Raz Buddy and, and uh, they all make um, everyday animals, giraffes and lions and dogs and that sort of thing. And uh, But Jamesy's is the first ever to have the officially licensed collegiate mascots. And uh, we, have, um, uh, we have seven that are available to the public now. Uh, we have another three that will be finishing production on Monday. Uh, we've got another four or five that are going to hit by April 30th. And then we've got another four that are kind of beyond that, just depending on the stages of the of how the licensing came true which was uh that was quite a challenge
0: games dot com, the website g-a-m-e-z-i-e-s official.com and we just heard from will canterbury the co-owner co-founder of that program and that company that does amazing work with their little plushes that are Actually, for kids, they're pacifiers, all in a collegiate licensed product. And more to come, as Will was saying there. And if you want to learn more about games, go back to our Monday conversation as part of our Southern Business Report. This right here, what you heard was I C Y M I, in case y'all missed it. We have got another hour of the all Show headed your way. Stay tuned after the break. We'll kick off the hour with some David Lee Murphy music. And then there's a PSA out right now from Big and Rich called Stay Home, all about the coronavirus. We'll actually hear the song. We'll actually hear an interview that Big and Rich did with Harvey Levin of TMZ. And we'll have all that to kick off the hour. Then we've got hashtag hullabaloo and Some sports news heading into the weekend. All that right here on the show that's all about the South,
1: The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park... Or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.
2: A social distancing tip.
3: Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part call send a text set up a video conference post on social media dedicate a song on the radio if you have symptoms of fever dry cough and shortness of breath call your health care provider before going to their office for more info visit coronavirus.gov
2: let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together brought to you by the ad council it's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain straining and bloating again and again no way maybe it's occasional constipation maybe it's not
4: You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6 and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most Common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com. Sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. Welcome
6: everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host Smoky Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about (laughs) obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew Francis play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Poof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
0: We are kicking off the final hour of the end-of-the-week special of the Y'all Show. Talk with a southern accent. Get your party crowd on.
7: She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. Well, I knew, Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride I told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming the back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick the blues can't hide With the two jukebox jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on, on me tomorrow, wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Just where the heck's my truck so take my keys and lock them up tight. And let the good times flow. And I worry about the mark when it comes to light. The night's still young. And I'm on the road tonight. I'm looking for a party cry. Slamming them back. And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick. When blues can't hang around. With the jukebox a- jumping like it just don't care, if they're dancing over here I'm fighting over there, I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd.
0: Me 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 me. Oh, and tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming them back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around Yes, you can sing. Come on, join us. It's a sing-along Jumping like I just don't care if they're dancing over here Or fighting over there, I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd. It is our end of the week fun here at our two of y'all show. Party crowd slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick. The blues can't hang around. We're ready to get that party going. Thanks to that song there. Going back to the 90s with David Lee Murphy. This is the all show when David Lee Murphy was making great music in the 90s. There was another fella who was part of a band called Lone Star, and they were making great music too. And they had songs like No News, and Amazed, and Walking in Memphis. But there was a civil war with the band Lone Star, and the member, the one of the founding members of that, John Rich essentially was booted from the band he wanted to be a lead singer of lone star and ultimately after he wrote great hit songs like say when and come crying to me lone star decided to kick him out because he wanted to have more of a singing role i think he was on the song Heartbroke every day which was a mild hit for lone star so john rich he decided to keep writing songs and somewhere in the early 2000s he teamed up with big kenny and they created what's known as Big and Rich. And we know that Big and Rich has had many great, successful records and sold lots of records as part of the music mafia of Nashville. Now, the reason we're talking about Big and Rich here on today's Y'all Show is because something they've just done that's very timely. It's got something to do with the coronavirus. And if you haven't heard it, we're about to play the song Stay Home. It is a public service announcement from Big Kenny and John Rich and they've actually been going around the country promoting it as they wrote this song just after this news broke of the pandemic in March and they've been all over the country touring and doing it virtually oftentimes letting people know that they have this song to help you stay again stay inside as the song says stay home and it's a pretty good song it's a fun show fun song here and. They're out promoting it right now. And we're going to play that song in just a second. And as I said, they've been doing a lot of virtual interviews. In fact, right now here on the Y'all Show, we're going to go to an interview that I saw them do with Harvey Levin of the show TMZ. I know y'all have seen that from time to time. And we're going to let them, both Big Kenny and John Rich, who were not side by side, Big Kenny was, I assume, at his place, and John Rich was at his place right by Love Circle in Nashville on the West End side of town and they were both connected to Harvey Levin of TMZ for this interview, and so to understand a little bit more about this song, let's go hear from the guys that are singing it and are about to sing it right here on the Y'all Show. Here's the whole backstory of Stay Home.
8: Staying home is is the name of the game right now, but you know, for, for Big Kenny and I, who we have been connected at the hip for a very long time, we still can connect at the hip just with music and a little technology, and what do you know? You got a new song called Stay Home and we're both singing on it. And uh, we hope that that message really sticks with people and puts a grin on their face, too, because the song is kind of funny when you listen
5: to it. We thought it was a perfect time to put out a song like this. Uh, we just gotten a request from the governor's office here in Tennessee uh, the other week when uh, I'm walking in from reading this this PSA. And John calls me with this idea for this song and I'm going man, this is absolutely the perfect message. that has got to be gotten out there right now because if we don't shut everything down right now quickly and get everyone to do their part to stay home and not congregate in any way, that's the only tool we have to shut this thing down.
4: It is the perfect message.
5: It's an obvious message too, yet not followed by a lot of people. What are people thinking when it couldn't be clearer
8: this is a deadly disease? They, they need to think of somebody in their family, somebody that they're friends with, that they love, uh, who maybe is an older person, somebody that they can't imagine life without, and the fact that they're out still congregating and, and doing what they're doing is putting that person in risk. Think about your people, our people. We're all in this together, guys. I mean, it's it's not cool to do that. So, you know, a little a little song like Stay Home from Big and Rich, maybe that sticks in their head a little bit. And as that last little nudge, well, they'll finally do what they should, which is stay home.
0: Don't you love that little sound effect that TMZ has? That's a brilliant show. Harvey Levin, maybe one of the hardest working people in showbiz. Remember, he's not just on that show. And he's also, I think, the founder of TMZ or maybe the boss, at least, of that website slash TV show. But he's also on the People's Court. And I enjoy seeing him there as he's a i think his little thing there doesn't it say and i haven't seen daytime television in a while says i'm a lawyer uh i think that that is him so that's a little thing that runs at the end of i think it's people score heck he might be one of the owners of that show that's a long time syndicated show that got going with judge wapner back in the 1980s but big and rich now again with stay home and we heard them talking there with harvey about how they came up with a song and it's A song intended to be fun, and that's what Big and Rich have been doing all these years, starting back with their great songs that they had in the early 2000s and all the awards they won, Vocal Duo of the Year from the CMAs in 2004, lots of CMT awards throughout their career, and a great combination. John Rich, of course, has been a guy who's been a songwriter, very successful for himself in writing for others. Remember, he wrote Mississippi Girl, For Faith Hill and if you can write a song for Faith Hill and it become a monster success then you know you're doing something the debut of Big and Rich was actually Wild West show that was their first single to hit radio it hit number 21 on the chart the song that they're probably most famous for is Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy would you believe that song although it was a platinum certification from the album Horse of a Different Color it only got up to number 11 on the country chart that is hard to believe that song was not a top 10 their only number one to date is 2007's Lost in This Moment, and that was also a gold single for them. They've had some songs out here in the last 10 years, including Runaway With You, and That's Why I Pray. But right now, the song that's got them on the air chart for the first time in a couple of years is this one we're about to hear, Stay Home. So with the coronavirus in mind, let's have a little fun listening to Big Kenny, John Rich, they're big and rich. And they're telling you to stay home.
7: Stay home, stay home. No reason in the world for you to roam. We're all in this together. No, friend, you ain't alone. All you gotta do is stay home. We're all about half crazy. Kids are bouncing off the wall. Yoga's done, got canceled. Mama's pacing down the home. Homeschool's now in session and I'm pulling out my hair. It's halfway through the morning, I'm still in my underwear. Stay home, stay home. No reason in the world for you to roam. We're all in this together. No, friend, you ain't alone. All you gotta do is stay home. The skin plumb off my hands If y'all know what I mean I know without a doubt My hands have never been so clean The shelves are bare and empty Cause some people just don't care I got one roll of toilet paper And I'm down to my last square Stay home Stay home No reason in the world for you to roam We're all in this together No friend, you ain't alone all you gotta do is stay home Pick the living room guitar!
5: That's some good streaming guitar legs there, I'm telling
7: you Now friend, you ain't alone All you gotta do is stay home Stay home Stay home No reason in the world for you to roam We're all in this together Now friend, you ain't alone All you gotta do is stay home
0: And that's the latest from Big Kenny and John Rich, Big and Rich, and their very timely song, Stay Home, a public service announcement from them. I don't know if they're going to be making money from the airplay or not, but they're evidently giving some of the money from that song success to help out the coronavirus and its impact as they're right now promoting that. And a very good job by two guys who are songwriting machines, of course, john rich of big and rich he's on fox nation all the time if you haven't had a chance to see his show the pursuit where he sits down with americans from all walks of life from people like Wadonna on to his redneck woman woman uh, that would be gretchen wilson he wrote that song for gretchen and they're very close just a fantastic little streaming show there the pursuit there on fox nation And I think John Rich is also, like I was just bragging a few minutes ago about Harvey 11 of TMZ and People's Court. John Rich is so uber talented. Remember, he's got his own lines of whiskey. He's got his own venue there. The Redneck uh, Saloon, I think it's what it's called there in Lower Broadway, Nashville. And just a good cowboy hat wearing fella, John Rich, Big and Rich. And their song there that we were happy to play for you, Stay Home. Stay Home stay where you are when the y'all show returns after this break we're going to switch into hashtag hullabaloo boy 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 do we have some good stuff that we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff to be honest with you some of it coronavirus related and that hashtag hullabaloo is headed your way right after this
1: asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street (gasps)
2: It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not.
4: You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linacletide is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit Linzess.com. Sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood.
0: Thank you for sticking with us through the break. This is the show covering everything Dixie. And we're time. it's time right now, y'all, to have a little hashtag hullabaloo where Instagram, Facebook, and also the great Twitter feeds of the world all kind of merge together. And our intense research staff here at the y'all show and y'all.com go through all this and pull out the best ones for me to talk about and that's what i'm gonna do if you don't mind and that's not a fictional story that's all true it's nonfiction, what we're doing right here and then speaking of the old fiction we have a tweet that we're going to read from max fiction i don't know if that's his real name but that's what he's called on twitter at max fiction a northeast separatist oh lordy what are we going to talk about here max uh, by the way max a writer of sheer fiction an unrepentant prose stylist and a surf guitar enthusiast author of a novel on flicker in the porthouse porthole glass and he says i have probably muted you well you haven't muted me max because i've never been there to that site but we will read what you have to say here this week and it has to do with the coronavirus and he's tweeting about brian kemp governor of georgia in which max fiction writes in which the south embarks on another revolt this one overtly based on self-destruction hashtag georgia hashtag gop death cult hashtag coronavirus and perhaps the best one of all hashtag cult 45 (laughs) c-u-l-t 45 i've never seen that hashtag i think what he's talking about there is donald trump is the fourth 45th president of the united states and maybe people like max fiction think that those who support the president are part of a cult therefore they're not cult 45 but cult 45 i'll give you props on creativity on that one but sure enough here today brian kemp governor of georgia did enforce a new policy of which hairstylists tattoo parlors and there's one other one out there Can open up if they choose to, and a lot of them may not open up. I'm assuming if you're going to open up in the Peach State today and cut people's hair, you probably have to have a a mask on. You probably have to wear some type of gloves. I mean, when you get your hair cut, you get a you get kind of up close and personal with your stylist and vice versa. And I understand why that is a area that's been closed down for a couple of weeks and as i've said before some of y'all looking kind of rough out there i last got a haircut march 15th i think it was so we're coming up on six weeks for me and i'm doing all right but i'm i'm due for a i'm due for my ear lowering every six weeks i just hope i can get by another another couple weeks i'm not going to rush into my barber when it opens immediately but after a couple of days maybe i'll find a nice quiet time to sneak in there and and look all prim and proper a lot of us didn't have a chance to get our hair cut for easter as that's when that was right in the middle of all this shutdown and so therefore maybe our easter pictures this year if we went out and got them in the yard with the azaleas blooming they weren't quite as pretty as they would normally be your, your hair at least and all you ladies maybe you didn't have a chance to go down to your beauty parlor which is oftentimes nearly a two hundred dollar expenditure that's one thing that is not fair if women want equality they need to start pushing for equality in terms of the price of haircuts. Because an average haircut for a guy, at a barbershop at least, I'm going to guess would never be more than $30 and oftentimes is more like 20 bucks, And if you're lucky, somewhere in the $15 range. And if you're like me, you've seen that price of your barbershop double, triple, quadruple here in the last 10, 15 years. When I first started going to a barbershop, and i've been going back and forth to this barbershop for about 20 years now it was around ten dollars for a haircut and now that same barber charges around 25 a haircut that's obviously more than doubling the cost of a haircut and that same barbershop had been available and open for nearly 75 years so you're telling me in this one decade they've more than doubled their price and i bet you in the previous decades they never doubled their price ever and they just incrementally built it up over time. But to the barbers' defense, I go as I said, these hairstylists for women. I've seen the bills; they, they it's expensive. Of course, a lot of ladies go into the beauty parlor and they get their hair colored and they get it washed, and there's a lot more work into it. And if you're a good beauty parlor person, you do a good job. And obviously, if you weren't doing a good job, you couldn't charge. Those rates—that's the beauty of America. I'm just pointing out there is definitely a not a fair, equal representation of the cost that a woman has to pay for a haircut versus the cost that a man has to pay for a haircut. And and going back to barbers, I do see from time to time women coming into the barbershop to get their ears lowered. And I think that same barbershop charges a couple of dollars more for a woman. That's not really fair, is it? (laughs) I don't know if there's something more difficult when it comes to women's hair that they could justify that extra expense for the ladies out there. But yes, Cult 45, the Trump fandom, I guess is what that would be described. Max fiction. You might have a point. One thing, as Georgia opens up today, we don't want this to happen. But if you are a person who is a hater of Republicans and conservatives and President Trump and you you hate that cult 45, if Brian Kemp's decision to kind of open a few things up here backfires, I mean, that's going to mean the loss of life. First of all, we don't want that to happen. And that will not be a good thing for Brian Kemp and other governors of the South who are right now about to open up if they haven't already opened up at least certain segments of the business community in their respective states keeping it in the state of georgia we move on to jason henderson he's at ga underscore jason young man crazy old man wise need to put that one on the back of my bumper uh, bumper sticker on the back of my pick-em-up truck maybe sometime as he writes some folks real some just jive and then he's got hashtag rise up now, if you're an NFL fan, as we had the first round of the draft Thursday night, you know what Rise Up is. It's not something where he's trying to get all spiritual on you. Rise Up is the theme of the Atlanta Falcons. And Rise Up, perhaps they will rise back up from the dead as they've been, like a lot of teams in the NFC South, dead over the last couple of years. Remember, they were they were right there on the edge of winning a Super Bowl about three years ago when they let the Patriots rally for a huge win And now the Atlanta Falcons are trying to reload here and get back to at least contention in the NFC South of 2020, which won't be easy with Drew Brees, as well as a guy named Tom Brady. Now the QB in Tampa Bay, Jason Henderson, the Georgia boy that he is young man, crazy old man wise. He writes on Twitter this week, and he also puts a photo up and it says, meanwhile, in Dahlonega, Georgia. I'm getting encouragement from a skeletal sage and a big sign that says, W-I-N-E. That's life, lockdown, too hot to handle. And right there in Dahlonega, lovely spot, northeast Georgia, not far from, let's see, coming, you go up Georgia 400 and you keep on going. And essentially when Georgia 400 stops being like an interstate, it turns into a two lane road. You turn left. And you keep on going on that road and you end up at the courthouse square of Dahlonega in Georgia, in the Georgia mountains a Mining Town. In fact, it was the site of a gold rush there around 1830. And that's why in Dahlonega, Georgia, if you go there, you'll find the University of North Georgia. And the main building there on that campus has a dome that is coated in gold from Dahlonega, Georgia. Oh, yes. By the way. The official house of the state of Georgia in Atlanta also has that beautiful Georgia Gold Dome. If you've ever seen that while you pass through the ATL, Dahlonega, great place. Used to go there quite a bit, and it is a, a delightful vacation place. If you ever are passing through the Georgia mountains, you got to go to Dahlonega. In fact, not far outside of Dahlonega is the trailhead for the Appalachian Trail for all you hikers out there. By the way, I wonder if that's about to get reopened as the government has kind of shut down most of our national parks. It's a darn shame if you can't be hiking the AT here in the middle of April and as we get ready for the summertime when everybody else is sitting at home. Boy, it'd be nice to spend about five months on the Appalachian Trail right now. And if you do, you'll end up in Dahlonega, Georgia at some point. The photo he's got from Dahlonega is of a skeleton holding up a sign with everything will be okay, is what it says. The skeleton holding up a everything will be okay, and then right next to the skeleton is a big sign in the window that says wine. Yeah, everything will be okay if you have a chance to enjoy a little wine there in Dahlonega, in Georgia, and of course, not far from Dahlonega, you might know for all you NASCAR fans is the hometown of one bill elliott as bill elliott is from dawsonville dawsonville Georgia. you know awesome bill nobody i got to get it right awesome bill from dawsonville of course that's a different county dahlonega is the county seat of lumpkin county also known as gold city is lumpkin county in the state of georgia so that is our dahlonega report here home of the University of North Georgia moving on to more of the headlines of the hashtag Hullabaloo fun here on today's y'all show Philip Scott is chill underscore Phil 15 at chill underscore Phil 15 he's 26 years old a follower or Jesus follower of Jesus Christ a husband a university of Southern Miss grad Southern Mississippi grad USM go uh, go Golden Eagles and of course Southern Miss. To the top, he's also a certified athletic trainer, and he writes here on social media this week, when you go from thunderstorm watch, tornado watch to tornado warning, then start hearing the weatherman name roads all by you or somebody you know, everything goes from zero to 100 real quick, as he writes, hashtag 2020 sucks. And if he's there in the Pine Belt, and I'm just going to kind of guess since he's a Southern Miss grad you might be around Hattiesburg, Laurel and that portion of Mississippi. Man, they have had now I think three times in the last 10 days outbreaks of tornadoes in the pine belt. And sure enough, you've you've seen these tornado watches instantly go to watches from warnings to from watches to warnings and then if you're watching some of the great television stations south of Jackson and north of biloxi there (laughs) you'll hear the weathermen start naming all the roads near you and that's when it gets real no matter where you are in the south so philip we hope you have come through the latest round of storms and hopefully you won't have anything to worry about here this weekend as the south's been pummeled as we said in our headlines to start the show six people killed in the oklahoma texas and louisiana area on this midweek storm front that passed through so salty's back in action here on hashtag hullabaloo we read some stuff from her the other day her twitter account is at salt phoenix and she's pretty vocal about the south there on her twitter account and she writes i live on a volcano on purpose i don't know where she's uh, talking about there she says she's off the grid but so salty here this week writes what part of the south uses y'all for a singular pronoun, the only people I hear use it are not southern native speakers. Y'all might mean a single group, but it absolutely means more than one. It's you all. If y'all want to evolve it, okay. But as a southern speaker, it's weird. Okay, so salty breaking out the English grammar lesson for us here on hashtag Hullabaloo. And uh, yeah, y'all uh, of course, it's our favorite word. That's why we have this show called the y'all show. Our website's y'all dot com. My name's John Rawl, aka Mr. y'all, General y'all, the general of all things Southern, but always coming back to y'all, one of the greatest words out there. And why is y'all one of the greatest words? Because it's encompassing, and it's southern, and it's a fun word. I can't tell you how many people when I tell them I run the y'all show or y'all.com I get a smile out of them now how many times do you tell people when you run such business business x that they actually have something to say about it they have a smile that comes to their face y'all is a a good word and it's a, a it's a southern word and it is growing and unfortunately it's growing in popularity outside of the region I'm even seeing, frankly, I've seen a few people in Europe use y'all, and that's pretty funny to to see that. But going back to So Salty, as I reread what she wrote here this week, what part of the South uses y'all for a singular pronoun? I I don't know. I don't have the answer there for you. At Salt Phoenix. The only people, as she writes, I hear use it, are not Southern native speakers. Y'all might mean a single group, but it absolutely means more than one. It's you all. Okay, and she said, if you want to evolve it, then so be it. But she says it's weird. We're all about y'all all all the time. So, so salty. However, people are using it. We're just glad they are because we always get a royalty every time somebody says the word y'all cha-ching. Here comes a dollar our way. Boy, I wish. (laughs) Okay, up next, a little bit of a celebrity is on Twitter this week and it's at cernovich are y'all familiar with cernovich an actor journalist filmmaker he's got the film hoaxed is out and it's michael cernovich and he's an american social media personality an anti-feminist a men's rights activist a political commentator and a conspiracy theorist okay no wonder i hadn't heard of this guy He's been characterized as part of the alt-right, but does not describe himself as such. Now, Cernovich has also been a regular host of the Alex Jones show on InfoWars. And if you know anything about that Austin, Texas-based show, Alex Jones, yeah, it is a conspiracy-at-its-best type show. Michael Cernovich evidently is from that kind of mold of the Alex Jones mold, of which he's been sued by the people up in Connecticut where he's always claimed that the Sandy Hook killing was a was fake. And Michael Cernovich here is who we're talking about here today. Cernovich is around 43 years old now, 42, 43 years old. I think he's a little younger than Alex Jones, but he does have a pretty big following on social media. I think I counted up his Twitter feed had nearly 500,000 followers, something like that. Cernovich writes this week on Twitter, if it weren't for the South... We wouldn't have an infantry. All that think the vet stuff conjures up images of the fighting men, the door kickers, and those are Southern boys. The media spits on them, though. will be interesting when they decide to return the treatment. Okay, I'm not sure what conspiracy he's kicking up here today. I will defend his statement, though. Sure enough, I think the South, without a doubt, always has been always will be and certainly currently is leading the country in terms of our commitment to the military our patriotism here i I do believe there's information out there that proves more southerners wear the uniform of our country than any other region of this land so perhaps that's what cernovich is talking about when he's saying that if not for the south we wouldn't even have an infantry and that was the case back in world war ii and vietnam And going back to the Civil War, of course, during that war, we had one side that was all Southern, and that would be the Confederate States Army. And then the other side, well, they even had Southern boys there fighting in in blue on that side. Now, as Cernovich writes this, he gets a response back from a guy named Dan Yarn at Michael Scotch on Twitter, as he says back to Cernovich in terms of if the South, if not for the South, there wouldn't even have an infantry and he's talking about when it'd be just interesting to decide when they return to the treatment. Dan Yarn replies back to Cernovich, we'll be ready. Hashtag Texas. Hashtag Louisiana. So, yes, yeah, Southerners, whatever the case, are going to be ready to go abroad and fight. Or if we have to do it right here at home, as we did in 1861, we'll be ready. And we might not lose this time like we did Southerners, that is, in 1861 through 1865 of course in 1861 a state south state called south carolina was leading the way as the first state to secede from the union y'all know that of course this is civil war history month confederate history month throughout the south in many places next up on our fun of hashtag Blue, the bad ombre of the north is on twitter at arctic bromo professional grebra chup chupacabra that's right i'm sorry i need to learn that word it's an animal a professional chupacabra wrangler is at arctic Borno. as he replies here to a tweet out this week gonna bust out the crisco and cast iron skillet gonna do this old school the south and yeah if you're stuck inside right now with the virus you just might want to bust out the old crisco and your cast iron skillet and get going like they do in the old south and he gets a reply back when he made that comment and that comes to us from Elwin more 62 please wear sleeves and maybe a face mask for griefs pops less corona (laughs) yeah if you ever fire up the, the the skillet there with some crisco you just might get that crisco kind of getting hot and then popping up on you so Just not for coronavirus, for grease pops, please wear sleeves and perhaps even a face mask if you're going to be busting out the Crisco and cast iron skillet there, Arctic Brono. Now, I mentioned the Chubacabra, okay? And that's not here in my portion of Dixie, but it is something worth mentioning, okay? What the heck is a Chubacabra? Its definition is actually from Spanish. It's literally translated goat sucker is chupacabra and a chupacabra is a legendary creature in the folklore of parts of the americas when it was first reportedly sighted in puerto rico the name comes from the animal's reported habit of attacking and drinking the blood of livestock and that includes goats now physical descriptions of the chupacabra vary it is purportedly a heavy creature the size really of a small bear with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail now, eyewitness sightings have been claimed in Puerto Rico, and have actually they've even been reported as far north as Maine and as far south as Chile. So, somewhere between Chile and the state of Maine is a place called the South. And I've got to wonder: Do we have chupacabras running around here? Is there really such a thing? Can can we prove it? Can can can, can somebody out here prove that there's a chupacabra running around? And, you know, we're already having to dodge the rattlesnakes and the alligators and the moccasins and even the coronavirus these days. Do we really need the chubacabra to be out here on the loose and be scared of that? And I didn't even mention fire ants. And I did not even mention all those Alabama fans out there, too, that might be on your nerves. <laughs> That's just a joke, Alabama. Don't, don't take it personal. Roll tide to you. Yes, I guess LSU fans might be a little bit more obnoxious these days with their national championship that they've claimed here in 2020 chupacabra talk here on today's y'all show courtesy again of our friend at arctic bromo and that will conclude our hashtag hullabaloo report here on our end of the week fun hope you enjoyed that when we come back after this break stick around we're going to talk a little movies yes believe it or not there are some movies scheduled to come out real soon and i'll give you a quick update on what they are and we also have some news coming from the world of sports that we'll get to as sean payton he has informed the saints about a program or lack of a program we'll have info on that plus how about this tiger woods phil Mickelson, tom brady Peyton manning golf match we'll share more on that When the Y'all Show wraps up after this break,
3: text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Hey, we're wrapping up the y'all show, our end of the week fun here, and movies are often what we talk about as we close things out for the week. We have essentially been shut down from a movie theater standpoint all around the country for the last month. Now, right now, according to the major studios, they do have some movies planned for May 1st. Dream Horse is going to be coming out, and that's a Damian Lewis, Peter Davidson starring in that one dream alliance an unlikely racehorse bred by a small town welsh bartender jan Vokes, with no experience jan convinces her neighbors to chip in their meager earnings to help raise dream in the hopes he can compete with the racing elites dream horse scheduled for a may 1st release i looking forward to that damian lewis i could watch just about anything that guy's in and that reminds me of a good horse movie if you're out there there's been some darn good horse movies throughout times but i think was it uh, savannah smiles when i was a kid came out and then you had the other one i'm i'm drawing a blank on it but that's there, that's some good race horse movies out there up next another movie scheduled for a may 1st release uh, it's gonna be scary john paul howard piper Curta, jameson jones and more star in the wretched a defiant teenage boy struggling with his parents imminent divorce faces off with a thousand year old witch who's living beneath the skin of and imposing as the woman next door the wretched coming out again scheduled for a may 8th release and then also i'm sorry that's a may 1st release a may 8th release scheduled right now is dakota johnson and bill pullman and ice cube is in this one it's called the high note A superstar singer and her overworked personal assistant are presented with a choice that could alter the course of their respective careers. Obviously, this got a a good bit of music in it. The high note, it's supposed to be coming out May 8th. If that follows through right now, we'll have to see. Many of you are certainly streaming and watching the Amazon Primes and Netflix movies these days. And don't forget Hulu. I've been impressed with Hulu. I signed up with that a couple of weeks ago, and there's been... Some great TV shows, some foreign language films, and good movies on Hulu. Some places offer free subscriptions to that. That's how I got involved. And so far, so good. I don't know if Hulu's going to have it, but somebody's going to be broadcasting this forthcoming Tiger Woods, Pe- Tiger, and Peyton Manning, and Phil Mickelson, and Tom Brady all getting together in a coronavirus charity golf match. This was just announced. They're going to be doing this in May. And we actually know where it's going to be airing. It's going to air live on TNT, possibly Memorial Day weekend. And it's going to be at an undisclosed location without spectators. It's going to be called the Match Champions for Charity. And it's going to have Tiger Woods and Peyton rather. Yeah, Tiger and Peyton are going to go up against Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Mickelson tweeted out the apparent pairings. He says, after feeling the sting of defeat the first time around, looks like Tiger Woods is bringing a ringer to the match, also known as Peyton Manning. And then he used a goat emoji there. Tom Brady jumped into the fray on Thursday as he went on social media saying he's been waiting four years to get a rematch with Peyton, expecting a better result this time around. Brady was referring to the 20-18 loss to Peyton Manning's Denver Broncos in the AFC Championship game of january 2016 a game that the broncos went on to play the carolina panthers in levi's stadium in santa clara and won super bowl 50 there back in the 2016 uh, super bowl time but yes it looks like these four celebrities one of which is still playing on the football side and then the two golfers have had so many wins tiger wood with 15 major wins and he's got a total of 82 pga tour wins mr mickelson he has five major wins a couple of masters in there and he's won 44 times on the pga tour i had no idea that phil mickelson who actually started playing professional golf before mr tiger woods essentially has half as many tour wins as tiger woods tiger woods is uh, unstoppable as we know from last year seeing him win the masters after a remarkable sunday round now speaking of golf I want to congratulate a former golfer in the state of Oklahoma, collegiately at least. Susie Burning elected into the World Golf Hall of Fame. She's one of six women to capture the U.S. Women's Open at least three times. And now she's going into the World Golf Hall of Fame, which is just north of Daytona Beach in the state of Florida. She was a collegiate player. She got a golf scholarship from Oklahoma City University, and she actually competed on the men's team there at oklahoma city university and she won her first major at the women's western open back in 1965 and went on to win the u.s women's open three times in a six-year span a tremendous golfer and still with us thankfully she's i think in her 70s now Susie maxwell burning elected to the world golf hall of fame in florida Sean Payton's in the news, the coach of the New Orleans Saints. He's informed his team that there will be no off-season program this spring. As he says, take care of your families, your health, and be ready this summer. Payton was quoted as saying with General Manager Mickey Loomis confirming the coach's comment during a pre-draft news conference. So the Saints, to my knowledge, the first team to come out and officially announce that they're not going to be having any kind of formal off-season program, that they're going to go straight to the preseason. program practices when that ends up coming up but uh, sean payton who of course if you know anything about him the last couple weeks he actually came down as a positive case of the coronavirus so take it from the coach of the saints he knows what he's talking about and speaking of the nfl the nfl draft continues round one held thursday virtually and tonight here on various networks you're going to have rounds continuing on as you will have abc the nfl network Also on radio, ESPN Radio, at 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, the NFL Draft will continue with rounds, I think, 2 and 3 going on this evening. And then on Saturday, ABC, ESPN, and NFL Network and more are going to start up with the draft at 12 noon Eastern, 11 Central, as it will continue on throughout the next few days. Live streams of this can be found at FUBO TV, and that's free if you want to tune in and check out the NFL draft again, rounds two and three happening this evening, and then over the weekend, rounds four and seven kicking off at noon Saturday. And you got a lot of picks that a lot of people will be tuning in to see. And that is, are we going to see some of those quarterbacks? Is 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 it a chance that someone like Jake Fromm from Georgia will have a chance to go somewhere here on this second second day of the deal? And then you got chances to see let's say the cincinnati Bengals, who had the overall number one pick how are they going to do in rounds two and three and the tennessee titans who were obviously in the afc championship game they've got the 29th overall pick which means they'll be late in the second round and third round with their choices of the nfl draft of 2020 but at least there's something to watch here over the weekend from an nfl perspective and that's something we can all be grateful for well that will conclude our y'all show for the week thank you very much we have so much fun coming your way next week we've got a young author she's an 11th grade student in dallas texas gracie dix has already penned her second book of the year yeah she's already written two books in the year 2020 and this 300 page book that's all about fantasy and more superhero school is what it's called gracie dix is going to be on with us next week with a great interview and that's going to be one of many many interviews our spring swing tour will continue and more all that right here on the show that's all about the south john raw signing off have a great rest of your weekend and from dixie with love is going to get us to our happy place.